Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Fired Up Radio. I am your host, Anthony Hansen. It's so great to be with you guys today. So glad you guys are tuning in as we continue our journey through the book of Philippians chapter 1. All right, we're going to be reading verses 7 and 8 today. We're going to be breaking those down and just allowing the Spirit of God to move and allowing, giving room for the voice of God to speak. Amen. So with that being said, real quick, before we start reading, uh, if you have on Facebook, type up Fired Up Radio, or you can put in the handle, the at symbol, Fired Up Radio, all lowercase, 93. That's at Fired Up Radio, 93. Go ahead and type that in the search bar, click enter. Next, you know the page should pop up right away. There you can like, comment, uh, share. You can uh, subscribe to the page. And on that page, you'll find all previously aired content. Every Monday episode, Warring Wednesday episode, and Final Thoughts Friday episodes. All right. You can find all previous episodes on there, as well as on Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts. You can find all previously aired episodes on there as well. But with that being said, let's go ahead and read, pray, and see what the Lord has in store for us. Amen. Verse 7 of Philippians chapter 1 reads, Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you, because I have you in my heart, and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. So, first thing above it all is being mindful of your neighbors. Mindful of your neighbors, your brothers and sisters in Christ, to be mindful of them. And when I say that, I mean this. Because when we read through the epistles of the Apostle Paul, mind you, he is an apostle, big A apostle. Okay? He has gone, not only has he had a personal visitation with Jesus Christ after his resurrection, but we also see that he trailblazes a ministry that spans throughout all of Europe and Asia, okay? And with this, with this, um, with this ministry, okay, he has gone to the point of ensuring the development and the maturity of those whom he, those in whom have birthed their spiritual walk from him, and and the groundwork that he laid, the years of ministry that he did at these sites, that being the church in Coloss, in in, in uh, Colossae, the church in Thessalonica, the church in Ephesus, the church in Philippi, okay. The, you know, the churches in which he birthed, that he started from ground zero, okay, he's coming at it not just from a from a apostolic approach, but he's coming at it as a, as a fellow partner of the gospel. Okay? Paul is, is, is concerned He's expressing concern, and he is 
expressing the 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 heart of the father when it comes to ensuring the development and the maturity of the children of God. Okay? You cannot be blessed of God and yet not understand the responsibility that comes with it. Paul understands that come the day of judgment, whatever happens to those whom he has brought into the kingdom through the message and the gospel of Jesus Christ, Paul is held responsible for them in double portion. He will be doubly judged. The weight will be heavier on him than those who have just received the gospel of Jesus Christ and have been saved in such doing. Paul has taken it upon himself to ensure that the children of God Remain the children of God and do not veer off to the left nor veer off to the right, but that they remain steadfast in the things of God. Okay, this is what's happening right here, right now, with Paul and the church of Philippi. He says, Indeed, indeed it is right for me to think this way about all of you. Because I have you in my heart. Okay? Paul is making this very personal. Okay? Paul is taking it personal because he understands the weight behind it. So the question is, are you taking it personal? When it comes to your brothers and sisters in Christ? When it comes to those whom you have been discipling and mentoring? Those whom have who have called upon you to hold them accountable? How personally are you taking it? Because if Paul is taking it upon himself to reach out to a church while being in prison, ensuring that their development process is continuing along the right path, then my question is, how far are you willing to go to ensure that those whom you have discipled, those whom you have brought into the kingdom of heaven through the work of the Holy Spirit, how far are you willing to go to ensure that they remain faithful in their walk? How far are you willing to go to ensure that they are doing anything and everything possible to live a godly lifestyle that reflects Christ alone. How far are you willing to go? Because mind you, we read that Paul is in prison. He even says it, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Meaning what? That yes, though I am in chains, I'm in chains for a reason. We read in the in the four gospels that Jesus says, Do not be discouraged if they hate you. It's only because they've hated me first. Okay. 
You know you're on the right path in your walk. If you have people who don't know Christ, ridiculing you, spitting in your face, calling you out of your name, and they completely reject you. This is how you know that they, that you, rather, are on the right path. But there's something interesting that Paul points out. He says in the second half of, uh, leaning into the second half of verse 7, and you are all partners with me in grace. Meaning what? We're all on the same, we're all on the same playing field. We all receive, we're all under the same grace, that which is of Jesus Christ. The grace of the Father not, is not just for me, but it, extend, it extends to you as well. We all partake of the grace of God. We're all in the same boat in this. But the only question is, how far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go? Because Paul says imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Are you willing to go as far as persecution? Are you willing to go to as far as being a martyr? Not self-inflict martyrdom, but actually being martyred, being killed for the cause of Jesus Christ. Because we find out in church history that Paul was actually executed, okay, by Emperor Nero for sharing the gospel. He was executed. He was beheaded. Okay. But the question is, how far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to ensure your neighbor your brothers and sisters in Christ remain faithful and steadfast in their walk. How far are you willing to go for the gospel of Christ? Is it Do you draw the line at being executed? Do you draw the line at imprisonment? Do you draw the line at persecution? Do you draw the line at being mocked? Where do you draw the line at? Because let me tell you something. Nothing about Christianity promises... An easy life. Find it in the scriptures to where you will have an easy life. You'll find that for me. I will go ahead and, and preach that. But I know. When you go through all of scripture. From Genesis to Revelation. There's no such thing as an easy walk. When you follow God. When you follow Jesus Christ. Christ, when you make yourself a devout follower of God the Father who is in heaven, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Nothing about it is easy. Think about it. Abraham was an idolater. Yet God called him out of his idolatry to go to a place unknown. In that, he also had a child by the name of Isaac at the age of 100. 
okay? Still called to roam the land. Little did he know where he walked was along the border of the nation of Israel, that which was to come out of him through his son, through his son Jacob, grandson Jacob, okay, that would be birthed some 400 years after the fact. Four, five, six hundred years after the fact. Think about it. The Israelites were not just enslaved for 400 years under Egypt, but they also went through the wilderness for another 40 years on top of that because of their disobedience, because of their uh, uh, of their groaning and their murmuring and their attitude. They never got to see the promised land. Yet God still remained faithful to the promise. Okay? Joseph ended up in a pit because God gave him a dream. He shared that dream, which you got to be careful who you share your dream to. It don't matter how close they are to you. They could always come back to hurt you. They might put a bounty on your head. Okay? How far are you willing to go for the gospel of Christ? And how far are you willing to go to ensure that those whom you led to Christ, through the Holy Spirit, to ensure that they remain on the walk that they're on? How far are you willing to go? Okay. And point number three. How much are you willing to lay down? How much are you willing to lay down? Because he even says, in both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness... How deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness. How deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. How much are you willing to lay your life down? Meaning this. How much of your life are you willing to put on the altar to live a life that is in confirmation that God has been moving in your life to where all of a sudden it begins to draw people near to where it attracts people. It grabs them by the scruff of their neck, by the collar of their shirt, It demands them to ask the question, what is different about you? Why are you so joyful? Why are you you in such peace during times of turmoil and famine and stress and anxiety and depression? How are you still at peace? How is it that everybody else 
lies, cheats, and steals, and, manip- and manipulates people, yet you're a man and, wo- and or a woman of integrity. You're a man or woman of honor. You're a man or woman of diligence. How much of your own life are you willing to lay down? Because part of laying down your life is loving your neighbor. Verse 8 shows us that Paul loves the church of Philippi. How deeply I miss all of you with the affection, the affection of Christ Jesus. That word affection can be also used, the word phileo, being brotherly love. He loves the church of Philippi so much to the extent in the same manner in which Christ loves the church. Paul loves the church of Philippi. So much so he's willing to lay his own life down to be the example to be the light in the midst of darkness, to be so much to encourage the church to, to rejoice in every aspect of the life, regardless of what's taking place. Paul is encouraging the church of Philippi to remain steadfast, to live a life above reproach, to lay your own life down so that others may be able to see the work of God in your own life. The only way you're able to the one the only other way that you're able to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ outside of studying the word of God is living the word of God. Taking the word of God and applying it, not just applying it for a Sunday, not just applying it for a Monday or Tuesday, like you do makeup on any given on any other given day, regardless of the position in which you hold. That don't matter. And how, uh, uh, it, what matters is the consistency. How much of your life are you willing to lay down? Because to live is Christ, to die is gain. How much of your own life are you willing to lay down to cause other people to see that God is truly at hand, to confirm the work of God, the gospel of Christ is living and active and breathing, not just by word of mouth, but by deed, because faith without works is dead. Yes, you are not, you're not able to obtain righteousness through work, but yet it's by the work of Christ that you are able to live a righteous life because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Therefore, yes, faith without works is dead. Yet you cannot obtain right the status of righteousness without faith. You cannot obtain righteousness under your own works, but by the work of Christ, by your faith, by the confession of your mouth. Romans 10, 9. If you believe in your heart that Jesus came, lived, died, rose on the third day, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and proclaim with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. Meaning what? Word of confession. Faith that, co- faith that comes by hearing. 
hearing the word of God. Okay, when you start putting the words in which you hear from the from the scriptures and you start applying them, guess what ends up happening? Your faith begins to build. And as your faith begins to build, you begin to move in activation on what God has placed on the inside of you. And you begin to walk different. And you begin to talk different. And you begin to think different. And your attitude begins to shift differently to where you are no longer depressed, nor are you anxious, but yet you are able to walk by faith and you are able to rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. But it's not easy. Yet whenever you take one step forward, it confirms the work of God in your life. Paul wants nothing more and the church of Philippi to continue to grow and to develop. But the question is, how much are you willing to lay yourself down? How far are you willing to go to ensure that your brothers and sisters in Christ are well and remain steadfast? How far are you willing to go for the gospel of Christ Jesus? And how much are you willing to lay yourself down? Again, how far are you willing to go for your brother and sister in Christ, your neighbor, to ensure that they remain faithful and steadfast in the things of God? Number two, how far are you willing to go for the cause of Christ? And number three, how much of your life are you willing to lay down? Paul here is willing to lay all of it down. He already knows what comes next after imprisonment for himself because he's been through it already. Okay? been through it. He knows what comes next. Because God told him long ago. When you go through the book of Acts, you will see that God already told him. And it was already shared with Simon the Tanner. If I'm not mistaken, it was Simon the Tanner. I have to revisit the book of Acts in, 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 for, for those kind of specifics. So it was already shared to Paul the mission and how his life was going to end. He knew it. He knew it. Yet he did it anyways. He knew where the line was drawn. And it wasn't by his own hand, but by the hand of God. So I encourage you today to think how far are you willing to go for your neighbor? How far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go for the cause of Christ? And how much of yourself are you willing to lay down? Lord, thank you for this time of gathering together and just reading and just dissecting and just allowing your word to move. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the conviction and for the rebuke 
that comes along with this passage of scripture. We ask that you expose our heart and our motives, that we live a life that's pleasing and acceptable unto the Lord, and that we be challenged with our faith, that we be challenged with our walk, that we be challenged in the way that we think, see, act, and speak. Because we want to be more like our Father who's in heaven than to be like the rest of the world. Because greater is he who's in us than he that is in the world. Father God, we want to be more like you. Help us. Teach us. Show us. Show us how to love our neighbors as Christ loved the church. Teach us and show us how to be our brother's keeper. As, as iron sharpens iron, so shall one man sharpen another. Show us and teach us how we're able to persevere and press through times of tribulation, sorrow, and persecution. Because to live is Christ and to die is gain. Father, we thank you. And we love you. We give you all the honor, glory, and praise today. In your mighty, most precious name we pray. Amen and amen. All that being said, guys, I want to thank you for joining me today on this episode of Fired Up Radio. I encourage you guys to tune in for Wednesday, for Warring Wednesday here on Fired Up Radio. As we continue to pray the scriptures and as we continue to intercede for what's taking place in in the Middle East and Eastern Europe with between Ukraine and Russia, and that the Lord continues to intervene in the fight on their behalf, that he does not allow the righteous to be put to shame, but that every evil, wicked thing shall fall and bow at the feet of Jesus Christ. Amen. With that being said, guys, I love you guys. Stay tuned for... Stay tuned for uh, Warring Wednesday. And until then, be blessed. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.